1: What I'd like to have happen here on Sunday mornings at about 1025, when we ring the bell. When we ring the bell, we hardly even hear the bell. And when we do hear the bell, we say, I wish they quit ringing that bell. I want to keep talking, you know. And really, our bell is to let us know, come on in. We're getting ready to do our music part of worship, you know. So, but here, when the trumpet blows, no one's going to say, wait, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, I'm, I'm still busy over here. When that trumpet is blown, bang, we're all assembling. Are you excited about that? I remember one time when I taught the youth, I was teaching them this. And I I literally did this. I had a guy stationed in the back who used to play trumpet for a group called the Internationals. And I said, don't let anybody see you. Quietly take out of your case your trumpet. And when I say, and the trumpet will blast. I mean, he let that thing fly. Those kids just, I thought they were going to hit the ceiling. The important thing is, is that we're going to be with the Lord forever and ever and ever in So it's a wonderful truth. Let's go a little bit further. Are you ready? So we talked about what happens in different expressions. We talked about a little bit what's happening here, what the voices and the trumpets and all that goes on and how special that is. I do want you to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 for a moment. This is a very, very rich passage. It's not very long, but you ought to put it in your margin next to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 if you're following. Here we go. I'm going to read it to you now. Paul says, but let me tell you a wonderful secret that God has revealed to us. So it's not a secret now. Not all of us will die. That's true, because we're reading about that. But we all will be transformed. That's true, whether we're dead or alive. It will happen when? In a moment. That's how fast. In the blinking or the twinkling of an eye. When the last trumpet is blown. When the trumpet sounds, the Christians who have died will be raised with transformed bodies. And you could circle that. And then we who are living will be transformed so that we will never die. Oh, I love that. Well, let's move to the second one because I want to talk more about it as we get you prepared for this. So what happens after the return of Christ? He descends. Now we have the resurrection, which means the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, again, I don't have a lot of time and I'm pretty much out of time already. And We've got more of this to go, but I want to talk a little bit about who goes and when do they go and what do they look like when they go and when they're already gone, what are they like until we get, them, get together again? I'm going to do it pretty rapidly right here. So we know that when Christ comes, he descends, and then he resurrects the dead. The dead in Christ. The operative phrase in that is in Christ. So this is speaking to a select group of people. That group of people must be in Christ. And you become a person in Christ when you place your faith in Christ. Now, that's not a play on words, because when you place your faith in Christ, then you're taken by Christ and put into his forever body, into Christ forever and ever. If I was to use my Bible right here for just a moment, and this will represent Christ, and let this little card here, and I, I, I don't like it to be used so much, but maybe for today we'll just rip it in half for a second. This card's going to represent you and me, and we want to go to heaven. We want to get in Christ so we can be in heaven with Christ. There are a lot of people today that say, I've got to be good, so they see themselves as being pretty um, you know dirty. So they think, well, what I've got to do is clean myself up through water baptism, changing my life, keeping the commandments, joining the church, stopping my drinking, smoking, whatever you're doing. Even if I clean myself up, when I stand before the Lord with all my righteousness now, I'll still be a filthy rag in the sight of God. So now, in order for me to be allowed into heaven, God can't look on my righteousness. I have to have Christ's righteousness given to me. Now, I have Christ's righteousness given to me when I, as a sinner, as someone just like you, Will simply place your faith in Christ. Now, when you put your faith in Christ, watch what I'm doing now, folks. Those of you that are listening, I'm taking the paper and putting it in my Bible. Because I put my faith in Christ. Ephesians says I'm accepted in the beloved one, or into Christ. So now I close this. So now when I die and God looks at me, he doesn't see my dirty righteousness, but he now sees his righteousness, which is perfect because I am where everyone I'm in Christ, okay? So if I die because I trusted Christ as my Savior in Christ, then that person is going to be resurrected and taken up to heaven. Now, most of you are now saying, well, then what happens? I mean, all those people, my relatives who trusted Christ, they're in the grave and they're in the grave and they're in the grave? Well, yes and no. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. We know that we have a soul and a spirit and a body. We know that the immaterial part of man separates from the material part of man. So the body is in there. Well, my, we cremated. Did we do something kind of heathenistic? Well, that's another subject. Okay. But anyway, it's cremated. I, I, a person drowned at sea. We never found the body again. And you know that. We live on this island. That happens maybe once a year. We can't find the body. What happens to those people? They're a Christian. Well, we don't know a lot except we do know that if you die before Christ comes as a believer in Christ, you're absent from the body, present with the Lord. Now that is solid teaching. There is no teaching that can be correctly defended that says that you're in a soul sleep state. Now there are religions and dominations and all that that might pick a verse out of context, but there is no soul sleep. That can be easily refuted. So now you have what we might call a disconnected Not a disenfranchised, but a disconnected spirit in heaven. Now, frankly, I can come up with some speculation what it's like. I don't want you to think you're a puff of smoke, a wisp in heaven. I do believe that there's enough there that has substance, but that's still not the body, the transformed body that God wants you to have. Now, when he comes, then there is going to be this, according to 1 Corinthians 15, a taking of that body, whether it's out of the grave or dust or a fire or chewed up by a shark or whatever, it doesn't really matter. God says this, that whatever that was is going to be exchanged for a new body that you're going to get and now you will be all connected forever with Him in the air. Now, what is that new body going to look like? Probably like mine. No, 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 no. First, First John 3, 2 says this, We don't know what we'll be, but we know this, that we'll be like Him when He comes, for we will be like Him. And so I don't know what my body is going to be. Just write it down, First John 3, 2, but it'll be like Christ. Now, man, I'm really on thin ice here. Well, what will that mean? What will I look like? I don't know. Will you be young? Will you be old? Ask me that question sometime afterwards, and I'll give you my opinion on it, but not give you that I'll die on that hill, but I'll answer that. Here's my point. He is going to come for those who have already died ahead of us, going to exchange those bodies, new body, with a spirit that's in heaven. So he does that. So that's part of it. We call that the resurrection. Those that have died in Christ are going to go to be with the Lord first. They're going to kind of go ahead of us. Now, when I say ahead of us, I don't want you to think you're going to watch your loved ones and go, Ooh, and try to chase them. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen in a what? Twinkling of an eye. It's going to just like that. But it's going to happen in a little bit of an order there. So remember that. It does say that, but you're not going to have to be chasing them all around. So don't worry about that. All right. The third phrase is the word, the rapture. Now, I know it's a word that you hear and sometimes people today that are Christians are sensing there's so much opposition to the whole concept of the second coming of Christ at the rapture that they're embarrassed to even use the word. And I don't think you should do that. I will tell you confidently that if, if your understanding of eschatology is that uh, the Christians go through the tribulation or Christ comes in the middle of the tribulation or Christ comes at the end of the tribulation, I love you, I respect you, um, well, I'd be glad to dialogue with you. I you i've studied all sides and i can't get to where you are in the theology but i will go to any battle with you i will i will love you i will counsel you i'll comfort you i want you to be my best friend because this is not a doctrine that affects salvation by grace alone through faith alone in christ alone do i hear an amen on that okay so back to this now the rapture so what is this all this means that we who are alive are now caught up to be with him in the air now I don't believe that all of a sudden I grow wings and a halo. I, I do believe that there is the same exchanging of my body and I'm going to get that new body that will know no pain, no sorrow, no disease, no sickness and I will forever be with the Lord and my loved ones who know Christ as Savior. So there is that rapture. The word rapture actually comes not from a Greek word, but from a Latin word that means to be caught up. So there's a caught up. There's a snatching away, as some people like to say it as well. So both of them are there. So you have the return of Christ. He comes with a shout. Voice of the Archangel, Trump of God. Then you have the resurrection of those who died in Christ ahead of us. And then you have what the rapture would be at the same time he is now taking or snatching us who are alive to be with him in the air. I really want to get to number four because I want to really emphasize this part. Most of that you know, but some of this other stuff gets lost in the sauce of this whole issue of the rapture. Number four is the reunion. Is the reunion. And the reason I want to park on this is because this is what it says. It says we're going to meet the Lord in the air. Now I have no problem with some of you who have lost a dear loved one and you're grieving. So if you're in that stage right now, let's pretend for a moment that I'm on your back, Lenai. There's nobody around, and my arm is around you. And frankly, I'm getting choked up because um, you've lost a loved one. I've lost my dad. I've lost my mom. Now I've lost them temporarily because they'll be in heaven with me. I grieve horribly for my dad. Now I'm not one of those that cry. I, I probably should have seen a counselor too, because I I, I, grie- I grieved silently. It affected my emotions. Uh, I was depressed. wasn't suicidal, but I was just lethargic. And at the weirdest times, I get choked up. When I told when I was told my dad was had passed, I was in Massachusetts doing a Promise Keepers event, and um, when I was there. <clears throat> I, was, um, I did a taping for a television show. And when the taping was done, the phone call came in, my dad passed, and then we had to go live. I mean, so all of that impacted me. So if you're there, I want you to know, I, I, I know you want to see your loved one. In, in a way, I want to see my dad. And some of you, when you have children, they want to see a, a dog or a pet or a grandpa or grandma or whomever. I, I understand that and, and go with them on that journey. But if that's the whole issue, I don't think you'll go to your next level of spiritual maturity until you come to the point, I'm not looking so much forward to the event of the resurrection rapture. I'm not looking so much that I'll be with all of you in the air, hope he comes while I'm preaching kind of thing, and some of you hope he comes now so we can get out of here. But some of you, I want you to understand, this is the key. The key is that we will meet him in the air that we will be forever with Him. What fuels our relationship with others properly and our emotions permanently is when we realize that it's still all about Him. The event is no event without Him. Now, I'll be clouds and people and all this, but I want to be with Him. The psalmist in Psalm seventy-three twenty-five says this, Whom have I in heaven but Thee? And there's none upon earth I desire beside thee. That's the hope and that's the rock. So I look at this and how important that it is. Yeah, I look forward to family reunions. I spoke at our college reunion, Florida Bible College, last year. It was good to see everybody. I recognized about a third of them. They change. I know I changed. But the point of the matter is, with the Lord, we're going to forever be with Him perhaps at his feet, maybe hugging, certainly worshiping, and fully satisfied. So, when all of this stuff happens, it's going to be pretty dramatic. The question is when. I don't know exactly when. It does talk about the times and the seasons. The word times means that we won't know the exact hour or the minute. The season's... Mean we won't know exactly like Christmas Day, but we know it's coming soon because we can look at the season. So the season is preparing us for that, but we still don't know is it going to happen Christmas, Easter, summer, fall? I really don't know. I do know that we're living in the last days now. For what I do know of prophecy, now, folks, this is what you really have to hear. This is maybe new for some of you that are kind of middle in your growth. Every prophecy that needs to be fulfilled in order for Christ to come at what we now call the rapture has been fulfilled. The prophecies that have not been fulfilled yet are the prophecies when he comes seven years later, not to the clouds, and not to snatch up those through a rapture experience, but when he actually comes and touches the earth and continues his judgment those prophecies are in the bible and they're becoming fulfilled and here's the season we don't know the date but we need to see here it is the bible says for him to come that time there's got to be a one world government read your papers a one world currency read your papers a one world religion or belief system read your papers so, when I see this, I'm seeing more of those so-called prophetic s- stars, if I could use that rhetorical term, line up. So, since I see so much happening towards this one world-ism, coming together so much more now than I did 20 years ago, that's telling me what about the rapture and timing? It's got to be even perhaps that much sooner. So, how is it described? Like a thief in the night, Folks. When I think of a thief in the night, I think of a thief coming suddenly, just like that. We had a member of our church, maybe not a member, but a sure attender here. He bought a home in Mililani, bought the home, brought all of his stuff in there, that he, for Christmas, went to the mainland with his wife and new baby. When he came back, found his house was broken into and stuff stolen. It comes suddenly. In a sense, it's unexpectedly. No thief is going to say, by the way, I want you to know on such and such night I'm going to show up. If you want to know more, call me at thief at yahoo.com. You know, he doesn't say that. He just shows up. And notice the next one here, like labor pains for a pregnant woman. We call that comes certainly. Now, a woman may not know exactly when she's going to deliver, but she knows when she's going to deliver. Do you understand the concept what I'm saying? She may not know the exact second that that, I mean, maybe... Right, who am I, a guy? (laughs) But I will tell you this. Pretend if you guys took your wife to a movie. I'm not recommending that. It's just for an illustration. But you go to a movie, and it's one of those. It's your night. You did all the chick flick stuff, so she gave you an action movie. You're at the action movie. She's pregnant. And you're five or ten minutes into this great movie with your favorite stars, and they are just racing those special cars around. and It's an action thing, and she says, Honey, it's time. No! Ten minutes! No! and I'm going to tell you when it's time the labor pains come so it's going to happen certainly so those of you who are the skeptics out there be as skeptical as you want to but I can promise you as you're looking at me right here and I'm not a hologram I'm real Jesus Christ is coming again and as much as I can say in faith he's likely to come in our lifetime but he is coming So what should you do about it? I'm just going to give you two. Number one, don't fear it. Don't be fearful. Some of you are fearful. You're going to say, man alive, I'm going to face judgment when he comes. Man, I'm in deep weeds right here. And you know what I say to that? You're right, you are. And that's what forgiveness is all about. And God says, I'll forgive you if you place your faith alone in me. And he says, then you don't have to fear that kind of judgment if you'll simply come to me by childlike faith and realize that you're a sinner and I'm God and I died on the cross and I rose again from the dead and I shed my blood for you and all I'm asking for you is to place your faith in me you can have everlasting life. Some of you might be afraid because uh, you think you're going to go through that tremendous tribulation that's out there. I would like you to know that there's plenty of verses that says that he will rescue us from all that tribulation, just like he did Noah when Noah got in the the ark. You'll be taken away from that. Some of you might say, I don't want him to come back. I'm fearful because he may find me right now doing something that I shouldn't be doing. And you know what, folks? Think about it. What would it be like if you're looking at pornography and the Lord comes back? Some of you are in some kind of a, whatever they call... Clubs or whatever they are. And you're there and you're bumping and grinding. And Jesus comes back for you right then as a Christian. You are telling an off-color joke or you're sharing gossip. Or you're criticizing a brother or sister or friend or or someone else. Maybe even an enemy. And the Lord comes back in the middle of you denigrating another brother or sister. How would that be? So what's your answer to that? I got two words for you. Stop it. Just stop it. Not in the flesh, in the power of the Holy Spirit, letting Him purify you from the inside out. But knock it off. Then you don't have to worry about what's He going to find you doing. Maybe some of you, you got past all that. You're okay, but you're saying, "I have a dream that's unrealized yet. I want to. I want to retire so I can do missions, and I don't want Him to come back yet. I, I, I I have a career I want to finish." I want to get married. I want to have a child. I don't know what your unfulfilled dream is, but whatever that is, and I know it sparkles and it's a technicolor and surround sound, I will not take away from that dream. But when Christ comes back, your dream will appear to be nothing more than a nightmare. Because what he has is so superior. And that's if you have hope in the truth right here. Let's pray, shall we? So look forward to Christ coming back. Look forward. At any moment, He can return. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, to those of you that are on the outside looking in and you're saying, you know, I've waited long enough. I am ready now to make the decision. Well, here's what you decide. You decide that you need Christ and Christ alone to be your Savior. You need to realize that He is the Lord. He is all God and that He died and He rose again on the cross and made the complete payment for your sins so He could forgive you of all your sin. You've got to believe that. You have to believe that there's no good deed you do yourself that will get you into heaven because it's not built on works of righteousness. It's simple faith in Christ. But now once you decide that all that's truth, now you have to do the, the hardest part. It's not accumulating a lot of facts so you have a biblical worldview. That's important. Do that and see that it's superior. But now you've got to do the relying upon Christ part. That's where you've got to abandon everything else you trusted in to get you to heaven. So it's not your works. It's not going to be some other religion, denomination, belief system. You've got to say, Lord, I am placing my faith in Christ and Christ alone. The alternative is horrific. It's a life void of intimacy with God. Nothing more than maybe some surface intellectual knowledge of facts about God, but not God personally. That's huge. And then a destiny in a horrible place of eternal condemnation. I can hardly say it because God doesn't want you there. But you've got to trust Christ. Is there anyone in here today that's ready to trust Christ as your Savior? Now, I'm not going to have you stand up or come forward. I'm not going to have you walk an aisle. None of that stuff. I'll pray for you, but even my prayers for you won't get you into heaven. Because praying doesn't get you there. It's you transferring your faith in Christ sincerely and completely. And you do that in your mind between you and the Lord. It's a heartfelt calling unto God type of thing inside you is there anyone in here today that's saying Lord I'm a sinner I've trusted Christ as my savior and so Lord I know that you've forgiven me of my sin and the authority of your word I know I can't lose it and I have it forever because you keep me saved you keep me in your forever family you keep my name written in your book and you're the very one Lord who's coming for me Is there anyone in here that's saying something like that to the Lord and you mean it and you'd like for me to remember you in my closing prayer? I'll do it in a veiled way so people won't know you did it. I won't embarrass you. But is there anyone in here today that let me know that you're trusting Christ? Put your hand up real high and then put it right back down again. No one's looking around. Put it up real high. You're doing it today. You're trusting Christ. Anyone at all? Okay. Christians, this is a message that... In two weeks, I'm going to open up some more. I want to talk about encouraging because the last part of that context talked about encourage one another with that. Sometimes the only time we think we're encouraged if we can take away our problems instead of being encouraged that we have a problem solver in our life, but we'll never get rid of the problems. So I want to teach you about encouragement. You've got a child that needs encouragement, a husband who needs to be encouraged. you've got a roommate that's struggling. I'm going to show you how to use these truths to encourage them. Invite your friends. Put them underneath the sound of the word. Get them around authentic Christianity that's right here. Walking up and down our aisle. Milling around in the lanai. And hearing solid teaching in our classrooms. Father, we come before you. I know that today was a little bit longer. And I want to thank you for encouraging the hearts of our people here to be alert to this. For Father, it could very well be that very soon one of our loved ones who knows Christ as Savior will die and we will need to be encouraged by the fact that you're going to come for them as you're going to come for us and that we will forever be together with them but with you in heaven. And so Lord, I pray for that. And so Lord, help us to know these truths. And then Father, it's a blessed hope and therefore we want to purify ourselves with that hope. So maybe, Father, through this truth, it's going to cause us to have a changed heart and therefore then have a changed life. And, Father, for those that have known these truths for so long, and I I pray they'll come alongside our newer believers here and just help them to see this far more than what they got today. They got truth, they got the skeleton, but the whole building of you coming. Wow. In Jesus' name, amen.